G'day guys. In today's episode, we'll be reviewing all of the round 14 games, including Joe Danaher's big comeback. We'll also be previewing round 15, welcoming back the footy frenzy, and much, much more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Another round of footy done and dusted. Round fourteen. We're on the uh, on the home stretch now, and it's uh, the business end of the season, uh, or for most clubs anyway, uh, that are still in the hunt. So it's uh, exciting times. Um, but as always, I'm joined by the big Quindaluca. How are you, mate? <laughs> Very good, Marcus. Good to hear from you, mate. Good to see you again. Uh, I, love, I love these uh, love these intros. I try to mix them up every week and. Always, uh, the thing that always comes to me is either big dog or big man or just big. So, something big, uh, I don't know, it's, it translates. <laughs> That's right, it's better than getting called champ. So, well, uh, I'm sure you'll take that. Well, I will any day of the week. <laughs> uh, but no, it was uh, another great round of footy, uh, round 14. So, yeah, as I said, it's uh, it's getting close to the end now. It's um, sad in some ways. I mean, it's gone pretty quick, but geez, um, you know, it's. It's crazy to think, you know, in the world that we're currently living in or that we've lived in all season, that round one did start in March and, um, you know, it's round four to now. And usually the finals would be starting now in a, in a normal season. So it's all happening. Um, but big thing that we took out from the weekend, though, was uh, there was a couple of comeback wins, which seemed to be a theme in a few games. Anyway, um, in particular, the, the Essendon game where Hawthorne blew a massive lead and the Bombers look like they've, uh, they've restarted their season. They did. They look reinvigorated, didn't they? And, I mean, mm. do we put it down to one man? Yeah, Big Joe. He was good, wasn't he? Big, big Joe, he was. I, I, know, I know we all talked about him saying, oh, is he really going to be in good form? He hasn't played in how many, how many games. But, yeah, I think he shut us all up pretty quickly when he got out there. Yeah, no, he was very good, especially, yeah, first game back in over a year. Um, and to come back the way he did was was very impressive. And, just shows how important he is to Essendon and um, and, it's, and it shows why they tried so hard to to keep him at the club last season um, and not let him go. But we'll touch on that a bit later. Um, but, yeah, massive uh, massive story to come out of the weekend. And, and there's a couple of pre-season contenders um, that are back in form, um, two teams that haven't really had the best of seasons or they haven't really lived up to the expectation and then the hype, um, which is GWS and Collingwood. And that they, they're sort of... I know Collingwood in particular are regaining some good form. Uh, they've got a lot of players out and they're sitting, sitting six on the ladder and um, looking pretty strong. And then GWS coming off a big win. So two teams that were tipped to, you know, a lot of people tipped for the flag at the start of the season are starting to come good now when it, when it counts, aren't they? Yeah, that's right. I mean, I think, I think good teams put it together at the right times and, Collingwood and GWS have been those quality sides over the last couple of years. And like you said, they're just coming together right when it counts. Yeah, exactly right. So we'll see how they go in the uh, in the back back stretch. But we'll uh, we'll get stuck right into the game. So it all started back on Thursday night between Hawthorne and Essendon at the Adelaide Oval. Um, and uh, as we said before, Joe Danaher was back and back in a big way, kicking three goals. And I think he took 10 marks as well. So he had a huge match and... Um, but the Hawks, they were all over Essendon. 
um, in the first half. They had a massive lead and Essen clawed their way back and, um, yeah, led by Big Joe, they they managed to get over the line and ended up winning by two, three goals. So that, um, yeah, keeps their finals hopes alive and, um, you know, I guess another disappointing game for the Hawks, wasn't it? Very much so. The, the Hawks would have been embarrassed after that. I, I, my, me, myself, I was getting ready to... Uh, ask on Facebook what Essendon supporters were going to blame this loss on. But um, they turned it around. And, I mean, Joe Danaher could have picked six. That, that's how yeah. that's how um, he played. Um, but like I said, yeah, Hawthorne, very disappointing. To blow a lead the way they did, um, not good. Um, obviously, they're not going to play finals and not in the hunt, but you can't be letting leads like that no matter where you're on the ladder. Yeah, absolutely. They, Hawthorne looked very good. Um, but, yeah, it was very disappointing from them. And But it, it was good to see that um, there was no death threats this week from Essendon supporters, which was which is always a good um, a good sign. So we'll, well, funny uh, that. They, funny they get a win and uh, there's nothing to, you know, get upset about. Uh, do you expect anything different? No. No, exactly. Anyway, anyway. moving on. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll go to the votes. Uh, we gave one vote to Andy Begrah. Two votes to Joe Danaher and three votes to Zach Merritt. The late game on the Thursday night was between Richmond and West Coast at Metricon Stadium. Two flag fancies and the Tigers way too good in the end. They were very good, and um, I think it's going to be uh, <laughs> it's going to be very interesting round one next year when we uh, we will have to unveil two premiership flags. So that'll be exciting. Um, I'll listen to you. <laughs> Last week you didn't even think you'd win this game. No, you're right. Exactly right. I tipped against us and it worked. So I'm going to start doing that a bit more often, I think. Um, but no, in all seriousness, the Tigers really did. We played with um, our famous pressure and surging style of football that we've been known for the last couple of years, which we have lacked. Um, and I think it did make a big difference with Josh Kennedy going out early in the game. I know Dylan Grimes also went out with a hamstring, but I think I think Kennedy, the way he plays, even with Grimes on the ground, he has the ability to rip games open. And it did help Richmond a lot not having him there. Uh, and another thing as well, I'll tell you, Liam Ryan, he looked like he was about to jump into space. I'm not sure if you watched the game, but he was leaping at everything. I thought he was honestly going to fly that day. But, yeah, like I said, end of the day, Tigers were too good. Our pressure was fantastic. Dustin Martin did Dustin Martin things again. I don't know if you saw that banana from the boundary line. Oh, um, incredible. I don't know many players that can curve it like that. That was honestly unbelievable. I think uh, Bendit like Beckham's going to change to Bendit like Dustin <laughs> soon. That's Nuts. But um, no, I was very happy with that win. What, what were your takes on the game? Yeah, just Richmond, just back to their best. It was really good to see, um, you know, being a Carlton supporter, obviously Richmond Carlton, big roles, but you really have to respect the way Richmond play. Um, I, I love I love watching them in full flight. They're, they're, um, they play some really exciting footy and they've got some great players. As you just said, Dusty was, was back to his best and even Cochin probably played his best game for the season as well. So... Again, Richmond seems to just be coming at the right time and um, and it wouldn't surprise me if they take out um, the flag again. But um, but I guess the question goes back onto West Coast though, doesn't it? And they just can't win away from away from home. Well, this next couple of weeks will be a big test for West Coast. I mean, they, I mean look, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Richmond are a good side, so it's not like West Coast lost to, you know, not, not so formidable side, but... I think, yeah, like you said, next couple of weeks would be a massive test for them to see if they can win away from Metricon because finals might not be in WA. Correct. Exactly right. But in saying that, if this game was in Perth, West Coast probably would have won it just because it was in Perth. Well, what do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say. You know, when you're talking in hindsight, it's hard to say. We did play well, but, but 
it's a whole different ball game. In which yeah, it case, it's a whole it's a whole yeah. different ball game. Who knows? We might not have played our best footy. It's so up in the air. Yeah. I'll just take the win and move on, I reckon. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. All right, we'll, we'll go to the votes then for that. Uh, we'll go one vote to Trek Conchin, two votes to Dusty Martin, and three votes to Andrew Gaff. The game on the Friday night. So this is one of the uh, one of the comeback games. It was between Bulldogs and Geelong at Metricon, and the Dogs got out to a 40-point lead early in the second quarter and pretty much stopped after that, and Geelong clawed their way back and um, ended up winning by... Yeah, just over a goal. So, great game of footy. It was very exciting. And um, uh, Geelong, uh, again, with Richmond, are going to be right up there again. And, you know, their big guns like Dangerfield and Hawkins, they all just popped up when it counted. And um, I think that's, yeah, that's five in a row now for Geelong. So, they're looking very good. And as a Tigers, what are you, are you worried about the Cats? Extremely. Oh, I think they're premiership favourites right now. The way they're playing, the form that they're in. I know the dogs, you know, dropped off after half time or whatever it was, but. The way the Cats called their way back was phenomenal. And the, the list of players that they've got on their side, I don't think anyone's got the same list that they do in terms of pure talent. So yeah. I'm very scared. As a Richmond supporter, I'm very scared of Geelong. I think they're a very, very good side. Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, they've, they've got a lot of experience on their team too. Uh, it's players that have been there, done that. Um, and you can just tell Dangerfield just really wants that flag, doesn't he? It's the only thing missing from his from his resume. So and he's playing like a man that desperately wants it. Um, and for me, at the moment, if I had to really, if I had to tip a grand final, it would be Richmond and Geelong, and I think no one would have any complaints about that. Um, but we'll go to the votes for that game. We gave one vote to Tom Stewart, two votes to Lockie Hunter, and three votes to Paddy Dangerfield. Saturday afternoon, we had Port Adelaide and Sydney at Adelaide Oval, um, and Port, yeah, back to their best. They were too strong for Sydney. I mean, Sydney made a, they made a bit of a game of it in the third quarter, but um, yeah, Port were just too strong and. Charlie Dixon was was back to his best, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he, uh, I think he must have been watching Tom Hawkins play and everyone talking <laughs> about how good Tom is and he wanted to remind everyone just how good he's been this year and kicked four, was it? I think he kicked four for the day. Kicked four, so, yeah. yeah he, he, was, he was huge. Um, not that they wouldn't have won without him, but he was instrumental in that win and Port, you know, helped Port take their spot back on top of the ladder. Yeah, exactly right. And, you know, they are on top of the ladder, Port, and people – probably aren't giving them the respect that, you know, Richmond or Geelong or a West Coast are getting, um, which is probably a good thing. That can just fly under the radar a bit. Um, and you never know that. And you never, they'll, they'll be definitely right in the mix um, deep in the finals. So look out for them. But, yeah, we'll go to the votes. So we gave one vote to Jake Lloyd, two votes to Charlie Dixon, and three votes to Robbie Gray. Saturday evening, we had Frio and GWS at Optus Stadium. Um, job done. For GWS, wasn't it? They just they just had to win. Um, bit of a statement game. They won by a fair bit as well. And just reminding the, the competition that they're still around. They were desperate for a win and they needed that. They needed a big time to keep their finals hopes alive. And yeah, like you said, it was a statement game. They got the job done when they needed to. Jeremy Cameron, back in form, kicked, another, kicked four goals, I think, like Charlie Dixon. So yeah, huge, huge for the Giants. Yeah, they needed that. If they dropped that game, they probably would have written their season off and um, sets up a big game this week against the Blues. So it's an old-fashioned eight-point game for them. But they just need to keep winning GWS, and if they do, they'll, they'll play finals again. Uh, we'll go to the votes. So we have one vote to Jake Riccardi, who bobbed up with four goals, and you know he's only played a handful of games, so it was a massive surprise packet there. Two votes to Jeremy Cameron and three votes to Lockie Whitfield. Saturday night, we had Melbourne and St Kilda 
in Alice Springs. And this was an absolute nail biter, wasn't it? This came down to the absolute wire. Uh, controversial finish, as we all know. Did, did you think it was touched? Did you see it? it? It did look touched. It did look touched. But it was such a good goal, though, wasn't it, from Petrarca? Yeah, oh, it, would, it would have ruined it. It would have ruined the moment for sure. Yeah, Petrarca is now the Iceman for the D's. That was that was as clutch as it gets. Um, yeah. But in saying that as well, you know, just for those who don't know as well, Petrarca kicked a goal. It looked like it got touched on the line. Wasn't sure if it was or not. And they didn't have cameras up at um, Alice Springs, the goal line cameras. So it was went by the umpire's decision. But end of the day, even if they can't, even when there are cameras, if they can't tell, they always go back to the umpire's decision anyway. So... I mean, it's disappointing, but like I said, if I had it gone the other way around, you wouldn't have heard a peep from St Kilda supporters. So I think, you know, disappointing, but you move on. And like you said, it was a great goal and it would have, it really would have ruined the moment if they, you know, painted mm. it behind. For sure. So. I think that sets up Melbourne very nicely to play finals this season as well. I think they'll, I think they'll make it. They're just they're in really good form. They're winning their games and um, they've got a pretty, pretty good run home as well. So they're all of a sudden, you know, almost... Um, almost a guaranteed finals finals team. So, you know, we weren't saying that about six weeks ago, were we? No, it was a completely different narrative six weeks ago. Yeah. It's, uh, it's quite impressive, actually, the way they've turned it around. They have, yeah. Um, and led by that man, Petrarca, who is having a, a breakout season and he's going to be right up there in the Brownlow medal come season's end. Um, but, yeah, we'll go to the votes. So we'll go one vote to Jack Steele, two votes to Stephen May, and three votes to Christian Petrarca. Sunday afternoon, it was the big clash between Carlton and Collingwood, the old rivals at the Gabba. Um, disappointing, disappointing is pretty much the best way to describe that game from a Carlton point of view anyway. Um, very impressive in the first half, goalless in the second half. Um, Collingwood, were just they just seemed to have wanted it more. They went they were harder at it um, and they just, at the end of the day, had a little bit too much class. Um and that makes it really, really hard now for Carlton to play finals. Um, they're going to have to win all four to make it. And on the other end of that, Collingwood have yeah, – they, they should make it. It would be a, a pretty dramatic drop if they don't. But that – yeah, as you know, it was built up all week as a, as an elimination final and it was always going to be tough for the loser. And now Collingwood are sitting sixth and, and cemented pretty firmly in the eight, aren't they? Yeah, Collingwood have really cemented themselves in. Um, I think it'll be, like you said, hard for them to drop out now. The Blues, though, I think this is a good test Good test for them. They've got, like you said, they have to win the rest of their games now. But it, it's almost, I want to go back to almost like a few years ago, Richmond had to win nine in a row to play finals. And, I mean, we lost the elimination final once we did make it. But I think this would be a really good test. And it's almost like, it's, it's like an, almost like finals experience for the boys now. Because even if you don't make it this year, Every game from here on out is an elimination final. So, mm. I mean, if you look, if you want to take the positives out of it, that would be one to take out. But probably was disappointing. I think Colin, Carlton definitely had the opportunity to win the game. Um, probably let Collingwood into it a bit too much. But I think the most disappointing thing was Carlton not kicking a goal after half time, and uh, all the fans didn't get to see your your big head on the fan zone. <laughs> So you, you th let that one slide under the radar for those who haven't seen our social media. Marcus got on Channel 7's fan zone. Tell us what the experience was like. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I was a part of the Channel 7 fan zone for, for the Carlton supporters and 
It was, it was good. It was, um, it was fun. It definitely made the first half absolutely fly by. Um, you know, Carlton were kicking, well, like, yeah, they kicked all their goals in the first half. So, um, yeah, so it made that go really quick. Yeah, you had one eye on the on the laptop, and um, it was about a five second delay on the TV. So some of our, our celebrations were uh, a bit late, but it was um, it was good. It was a good experience. We tried to mix up the celebrations every time, and um, no, it was fun. It was fun. You know, that'll probably never happen. Well, let's hope this this sort of season never happens again. So um, it was good to experience something different and get amongst it, and. Um, it's just unfortunate that the boys couldn't get the job done because if we did win and um, tell you what, the celebrations would have been uh, pretty crazy and probably inappropriate if, if Carlton did get, get the win at the end. So, Well, I know when, uh, when Eddie Betts kicked that goal, I know you nearly dropped your housemate, Hawksie. So you <laughs> <laughs> looked like he got concussed on live TV. So I'd hate to see what happens if you guys won the game. <laughs> yeah, he didn't like that, the, the big fella. Shout out to Hawksie. He's, he's a big fan, long-time listener. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, we're just trying to mix up the celebrations and try, uh, we, we gave a little shout out to, um, our, our, our group of mates and they loved it. So, and then channel seven told us no personal signs. So we, uh, bit of a slap on the wrist from them, but that's right. It was good fun. Um, but yeah, that's probably the only positive to take out of that game anyway. So, uh, we'll go to the votes. So we gave one vote to Brody Grundy two votes to Taylor Adams and three votes to Josh Dacos. Sunday night game between Gold Coast and North Melbourne. Um, it's very one-sided, this one. Gold Coast, uh, you know, they needed that. That was their first win in, I think, eight weeks um, against a very poor North Melbourne team, wasn't it? Yeah, it was their, yeah, it was their first win. Uh, it was their first win <laughs> since uh, round seven. Um, and I tell you what, North were lucky not to get absolutely romped. They they got they lost by a fair bit, but I think Gold Coast kicked something like 19 behinds. Um, they should have absolutely had their way with North Melbourne. And when from their field play, their general play around the ground, they they definitely did. I mean, even Ben King had a run and a bounce with the guts mm. at one point, which you don't see that from big men too often. So that was great to see. And yeah, I think Gold Coast would just be happy to be back on the winners list after having a very promising first seven rounds of the year. Absolutely. That's uh, definitely a tick already for, for the Gold Coast Suns this season. They, you know, they could end up with seven, eight wins uh, around that. And, geez, they absolutely would have taken that um, at the start of the season. So they've, they've definitely improved. And that's one team that, that can have a tick for, for 2020. So they've been, been really good and really impressive. So just wait until they get big Matty Real back. And, you know, who knows what's going to happen from there. <laughs> scary absolute scaries that's what will happen <laughs> uh, we'll go to the votes for that uh, we gave one vote to Ben Ainsworth two votes to Alex Sexton and three votes to Hugh Greenwood and that is all the games done um, so there was two teams with a bye so it was a bit of a shorter round um, and as the season has been going all, all, all year the next round starts pretty much straight away so two days later Round 15 starts on Tuesday night between Hawthorne and Adelaide at Adelaide Oval. Is this going to be Adelaide's first win? There's every chance for it to be. There is every <laughs> chance for it to be. It, it honestly just depends which Hawthorne decides to run out. And I know we say this about a lot of teams this year, but Hawthorne had the ability to come out and play some really, really good football. Um, and then they also can deliver poo on a plate. So... It'll be interesting to see uh, what they come out with. But it is at Adelaide Oval. The Crows have been relatively competitive um, at home. So I think this is sort of 
their biggest chance or their, their last chance of the year almost with some of the other teams they've got coming up. What do you think? I think, yeah, I think this is their best chance, Adelaide. I mean, they're playing a team with nothing really to play for. Um, and, yeah, 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 Hawthorne have looked shaky. We just we saw that last week. And I think Adelaide, especially being at home, I think they're a big chance, even though it's Hawthorne's home game um, against Adelaide at home. So it's it's definitely, their, it's definitely their chance to get a win. And I think if they don't beat Hawthorne this week, then... I think they're going to go. They're going to go winless, unfortunately. Yeah, if they don't, if they don't win this week, you've you've almost you have to write them off, don't you? I can't see them beating any of the sides we've got coming up. Yeah, um, you know, and it's a good chance. I'm not. I didn't see the uh, the in, what happened in the end, but I think John. I don't think Jonathan Patton will be playing as well. He looked like he got injured last week for the Hawks, so that's another big out for them if he doesn't play. So yeah, you know, it's every chance for Adelaide to come sneak one off them. But in saying that, Hawthorne will be embarrassed after a. That lost Essendon, where they yeah. should have just really blown them out of the water, so they might come out firing just to put a bit of respect back on their name. But interesting game, I think. Interesting game. Yeah, for sure. I think. Yeah, as you as you mentioned, John Patton getting injured again. He's he's had very bad luck, hasn't he, with his body? He's you know that was his first game back and from a, a very long hamstring injury. So to do that, I think he escaped the um, the dreaded Achilles injury. So. I think he'll probably be out for the rest of the season, but um, not as serious as I, as I thought it was. So good news there, but yeah, can't catch a break, that fella. Um, but I, I'm going to tip the Hawks just because they're going to want to bounce back after last week. And I think Clarko won't, won't let them be the team that Adelaide beats. Yeah, no, no one wants to be that team and I don't think it'll be Hawthorne. Um, Adelaide haven't mounted any case for me to, have, for me to tip them at all. So yeah, no, Hawthorne yeah. as well for me. Uh, the other game on the Tuesday night is between West Coast and Essendon at the Gabba. Um, tough game for the Bombers, especially the Eagles uh, looking to bounce back after their loss last week. And they're going to want to, they're going to want to win in Queensland to prove all the doubters wrong, aren't they? I was about to say this will be a massive test for West Coast as much as Essendon. Essendon, in terms of knocking off a good side in West Coast, but West Coast just proving that they can win away from home in in Queensland. So huge for them, huge for them. I think. The Bombers will have a lot of confidence though, coming off the win that they did against Hawthorne. And if they can play the way they did in that last half from the beginning of the game, I think they're almost every chance. Do you think Danaher can back his performance up? That's, that's the, the big question, isn't it? Whether he can, he can put – because I, f- I feel like if he can, that's going to go a long way to Essendon winning. Um, but I just can't see it happening against West Coast on the rebound. Um, and, yeah, they've, they've copped it from you know, a lot of people about – their form in Queensland. So I can't see West Coast losing this one and um, and that will pretty much end Essendon's season, I think. Um, but, yeah, I think West Coast for me. Yeah, no, West Coast for me as well. I don't, I don't see Essendon knocking them off. Yeah. All right, Wednesday, we've got Richmond and Frio at Metricon Stadium. And Frio, yeah, it's their first game back in Queensland after a long stretch at home. Um, and I don't think that's going to help them at all against your mob. No, well, Richmond's been, as I said, we've been back in some pretty good form at the moment. Freo have been playing well in recent weeks, but coming off a loss and, I don't know, they've been up and down in the last two, three weeks, I think. So I think definitely a chance for Richmond to probably hopefully gain some percentage. I think trying to finish top four with some of the sides are good around us, we need to build that. And I think Freo might be a chance for Richmond to do so. But in saying that, like I mentioned, Freo have been able to turn it on for particular games. So I don't think it'll be an easy task, but I do think, I think Richmond will get the job done. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Richmond flying and yeah, as you said, they need a percentage booster. So I think this is the perfect opportunity for them to do it. Um, all right, Thursday night, we've got Sydney and Melbourne in Cairns. Um, Melbourne in flying form and they win this and I reckon lock them in for finals. Never thought I'd be saying that six weeks ago. <laughs> Never thought I'd hear that. But yeah, you're right. Uh, Melbourne are a massive chance and in Cairns, is that the first game for the season up in Cairns? It, it is. Yeah. It's the first game of the season at Kazali Stadium in Cairns. So it's going to be muggy conditions, similar to Darwin, I'd reckon. So whoever can handle it best will, will get, get the job done. But yeah, I can't see Sydney beating Melbourne in the form that they're in. And I think that'll, yeah, as we said, put Melbourne in, into the finals and, and lock them in. Yeah, I think Melbourne have to be a lock for this game and as and in in touch uh, in touch with finals and yeah, like you said, a lock. So yeah, all right. The other game on the Thursday night is between GWS and Carlton. Um, as we mentioned before, it's a must-win game for both teams. Um, yeah, they just both can't afford to lose this one if they if they're fair income and playing finals. Um, I think more so for the Blues if they lose and definitely season over. If it's you know GWS lose, they can probably make up a little bit of ground with their strong percentage. But, um, but yeah, both teams just simply have to win this. And, yeah, another elimination final for the Blues. And um, I just can't see it happening in the form that GD West are in, though. They're, they looked pretty strong last week. And, um, yeah, we all, we all know the quality that they've got in their side and what they're capable of. So I think they'll get the job done here. I'm going to go the other way around. I'm, I'm going to tip the Blues for this one. I think... I think it was some of the senior players last week that may have let Carlton down, and I don't think they're going to do that two weeks in a row. I'm just know Carlton in full flight are pretty good. I think a lot of people underrate them, and I think they might just be able to sneak one here just to try and keep their final hopes alive. So I'm going to go the Blues. Well, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. <laughs> All right, Friday night, we've got Brisbane and Collingwood at the Gabba. Um, good game, this one. This has really, uh, really got, over, got a lot of... Um, yeah, big talking points. You know, Brisbane looking for a top two spot and Collingwood looking to cement themselves in the finals. And, um, yeah, can the Lions kick straight this week is is the big question. It's a massive test for them, isn't it? They can't <laughs> seem to find the big sticks. And like you said, Collingwood, you know, going to lock themselves into a final spot. They're not going to roll over for Brisbane. So they're going to have to kick straight if they want to get this one done. Um, but in saying that as well, Collingwood, uh, as you said, they're in good form. However, they haven't really beaten any good sides in the recent weeks, do you reckon they can beat a top four side? Yeah, that's, that's going to... That's the test. Yeah, that's the big test for them, isn't it? I mean, they, they're obviously capable of doing it. We all know what Collingwood are capable of. They're just missing a lot of players at the moment, but, you know, they're, they're getting games into a lot of their fringe players and they're performing well. They're getting the job... Like, they might not be pretty, but they're getting the job done. Um, and, you know, if they can roll Brisbane here, especially at the Gabba, then I think um, people need to start taking Collingwood seriously again. Um, but I don't think they'll do it just because they're playing Brisbane at the Gabba. Um, and, yeah, Brisbane have been yeah, pretty strong this year. And I think they can sort their goal-kicking out. They'll they'll be a lot better than they have been the last few weeks. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm going for Brisbane as well. I still think they'll miss a lot of goals, but I think they'll get the job done. <laughs> yeah, that's it. All right. And that is all round 15 games done. There's, yeah, do you say it was there six teams at the bye, isn't there? Six teams with the buy, so we're, we're three games short this week. So yeah, different. Yeah, so short around this week, um, but we're yeah we're back into a, another frenzy. So there's going to be games on most nights for the next, or well, pretty much for the rest of the season. Um, so that's exciting from a footy fans' point of view. Um, 
but yeah, so there'll be, so this game, so this round ends on the Friday and then we're back into round 16 on Saturday. So um, quick turnarounds again, but we'll get into the debate question for, for the episode. And it's probably doesn't come as too much of a surprise to a lot of people, but will Joe Danaher be a bomber in 2021? What are your thoughts on it? Oh, well, just the way Bombers supporters have been going on about him, I hope not. But <laughs> I don't, who knows? The, the, way, the way the club seems to get around him, he's been had a bit of time not playing. It, hard to say. It's just If a club puts a really good offer out for him, I think he'll take it. It just depends if anyone's willing to put that offer out. So yeah. if someone like Collingwood or Brisbane that are in desperate need of a player like Joe um, want to put the offer out there, I think he will leave. But yeah, I, I'll... Too hard to say. I'm going to say yes for now, though, because I think someone will give him that offer. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he'll he'll go. Um, yeah, he made it pretty clear last season that he, he was desperate to get out of there, and I don't think a lot's changed. Um, I mean, like he's yeah. If he, if he's playing in the team, he's he's going to want to perform well to keep his value up anyway, regardless if he's going to be at the club or not. So I think he'll he'll be gone, um, and I think he'll he'll end up at Sydney like like was like it was planned to last season so but yeah check out our um check out our insta story for that one and uh, let us know what you think Essendon fans you know let us know um let us know how passionate you are about it i know you guys yeah you really wanted to keep a hold of him last season um and you know even though i said that he won't be there next season doesn't mean you need to give me a death threat so just just uh <laughs> stay peaceful and uh don't get don't get too emotional do you, do you, is the reason why you want him to go to Sydney so bad so you Carlton can still try to get that deal with Tom Papley done? <laughs> <laughs> is that the only reason you're hanging out? Why'd you have to say it? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Nah. Just calling you out. That is the reason. Just a side that is the reason why the Papley deal did fall through last season. It was because of the Danaher, the Danaher one didn't go through. So, um, yeah, it was like a domino effect. Yeah, for sure. Well, I was going to say, as an Essendon supporter, the, I think another question I ask them is, if Danaher doesn't want to be there, do you want to have, do, you, do you want to keep a player that doesn't want to be there? Exactly right. I feel yeah. like that's just not productive for the rest of the team. Um, you know, Joe's only going to want to keep keep playing well to keep his value up for so long before he goes, ah, oh, fuck it. So, yeah, correct. Excuse my French. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Um, but yeah, that's I reckon you'll walk, and I guess time will tell. And what is it? Probably a couple of months' time. So, we'll, uh, yeah. yeah, as we said, check out our Insta story for that. Let us know what you think. And, um, yeah, but that, that is that is us done for another episode. It's, it's been, you know, not, not a lot of, uh, not as many talking points as, as previous episodes with the, uh, with the short, short week. But um, make sure, yeah, as we say, make sure you leave us a review. Subscribe to us on, on, on YouTube. Um, share it with your friends. You know, we can't we can't thank you guys enough for all the support you've been giving us. Um, even more just comes through every week. So keep it coming. Um, but have a great week. Uh, all the games are during the week this time, not on the weekend for this round. So have a great week. Keep staying at home, and we hope your team wins. <laughs>